0: Welcome to The Whole View. I'm Stacey Toth of realeverything.com. I'm all about loving the skin you're in and being healthy inside and out.
1: And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantine of com. I believe that scientific literacy is the key to improving public health.
0: Welcome back, Whole View listeners. It is episode 439. And today... Is January 11th, 2021. Last episode, we talked about creating new habits and welcoming a new year. And then the new year hit the United States right smack across the face. Um, and I mean, I laugh because you laugh when you're stressed and uncomfortable. Um, it has been a rough week. For all of us. I mean, just I think every single person in the country is, you know, it is a rough week. So how are you doing, Sarah? And I just want to point out that um, before when we were catching up, you said our country. And I like, I was muted. So you didn't hear me say it because I was drinking my coffee. But I was like, oh, it's our country because you are an official American. So I know it hasn't been the easiest of times, but you still welcome America with open arms. So for those of you that might be new here, Sarah is...
1: Recently, yeah.
0: officially a citizen.
1: Um, yeah. So um, one of the things that I shared with you um, before we officially started recording is that um, I've been really struggling to process the events of last week um, and the sort of like continuous iterative unfolding of information. so like you know I've um I've found it really hard to concentrate on uh, work. I've found it um, I found it really hard to even just get away from the news alerts and the the learning one more little piece of information or seeing one more incredibly disturbing um, video and um, and i do you know i um i became a citizen because it to me it felt like making making it official something that already existed was that i had really fallen in love with this country and really come to identify as american and it is it is something that is so hard to put into words the feeling of um alarm and disappointment and, um, that kind of like mama bear wanting to, um, do something, but then also feeling like powerless and violated and concerned and just, uh, waiting. I feel like I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for, um, the, either the next, the other shoe to drop or I'm waiting for some actual consequences. I'm waiting for something to happen. And I don't even know if the thing I'm waiting for, like, I don't even know what it is and if it is going to happen. And so I have really struggled. I've really struggled, um, since last Wednesday to even understand the complex mix of emotions that I have, because it, it really feels Um, You know, I I think I think uh, I have a very common experience to a lot of immigrants that, um, you know, when we first come to America, it feels very different. Right. We have some culture shock and there's a lot of things that are very uniquely American that we learn about living here, immersed in this culture, that there's no amount of watching American TV or even like stories I can share with relatives that can really help them understand what that culture is. And as we immerse in that culture and learn about the history of this country and learn about the just absolute remarkable beginnings of this country, the model of democracy that America represents for the world. Um, And whether we learn it through (laughs) hip hop musicals or, um, you know, documentaries or, um, uh, biographies, historical fiction, right? There's lots of different ways to learn about it. But as, um, as an immigrant learning about the history of this country is part of the process of immigrating, right? We do a civics exam as part of, um, part of our, um, path to citizenship and learning, the history of this country was one of the things that really made me fall in love with this country. And it right now feels like things that are happening are so discordant with, um, with what democracy, what American democracy means. And so it feels like my adopted home is, um, I don't know, being, uh, I had a friend who who said it felt like there was a burglar in their home and they're walking around the home after a burglar's been through and they don't even know what the burglar has touched. They don't even know what's been violated. It's just this sense of violation that permeates. And I thought that was a really good analogy for how it feels to be observing this moment.
0: I think that's a really apt analogy um I think for me you know I started having um realizations as we discussed um May June-ish when we really decided to come forward out of the community and talk about things that we felt were are representative of the messages that we've always shared here in terms of wellness and in terms of safety for all. Um, mm-hmm. And I think trying to be someone who both is working through this personally, working through this as a mother, but also working through this as someone who, has a voice in the community you know I look at what is happening in in all of those facets like right where we all have prisms in our life and the different lenses that we look through things and for me you know one of the realizations that I had months ago was that you know while I knew I was privileged and why while I stood for the safety and the wellness of all I mean you know I had quit my job to advocate for getting safer products into the hands of everyone is the mission statement of my full-time job. Right. So, I mean, I, I got that and I, I also have a degree in essentially a social justice categorization as well as a minor in women's studies. Like it's something that's been in the forefront of my whole life. And yet there I was kind of looking at my actions and I felt like, wow, I've always kind of tried to turn it off. I've always just been like, oh, this is so awful. Like, I I know that it's awful. And so I'm not going to look and I'm going to turn it off. And one of the realizations that I personally came to is that that's, that's a privilege that I have, that I get to turn it off, that I get to separate myself, that I'm not, you know, a person who is specifically oppressed by some of the messages that are happening. And, you you know, it's it's not just um, for, like, you know, a particular group. It's not left against right. It's like we all know that um, it is not safe and it is not encouraging wellness for those vulnerable populations to witness some of the messages that are being sent and that's not to say that not everybody has a right to free speech absolutely but like that's not what's happening and so i i think from that have been leaning into watching more and listening more and as an empath as someone who really is affected by that it's affecting my emotional wellness as well, which bleeds into my physical wellness, right? Like, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure I'm not the only one. So I think, you know, one of the things that maybe we can talk about is what are, what are the, some of the healthy coping mechanisms that we can do? We're all going to approach this differently. Um, I know kind of there's, there's a two prong action that I'm taking um, in addition to some of the coping mechanisms that I'd like to kind of throw us back to and we can refer to old shows because this is not going to be a detailed scientific long show but we've covered a lot of these things already but the other thing that I'm doing is is I'm making actionable change and I'm looking at the different things that I do in my life Um, you know the the brands that I support or different things like that and I'm Asking myself, is that representative of where I want to put my money? Is that, is that person standing up for and have the same beliefs that I do? And I think that's something that we can, as individuals, you know what your values are. You know what your beliefs are. And um, it's something that I have done in other aspects of my life. And it's just something that is giving me power right now where I feel otherwise very powerless. I feel very, um, like I am just watching things unfold without the ability to do anything about it. But this is giving me a sense of, okay, I can do something about this. I can send a message by, you know, taking money and putting it somewhere else where I feel like that is a better
1: representation of my values. I really like that. I have, um, struggled to find any action that I can take. Um, and one of the things that, uh, we have done in coping is uh, we've talked a lot as a family. Um, we've tried to, um, be compassionate for, um the anger that is behind um the you know falling into this misinformation ecosystem um and we've tried very much to um help the kids understand this moment in the context of American history. So I think that our, our primary coping strategy has been to just talk, you know, just talk about our feelings, um, talk about, um, information. I mean, our listeners know that this podcast is data driven. Everything that we talk about on this show is, you know, the scientific evidence and where there's incomplete evidence. We, we talk about what is yet, you know, what is still unknown, what has yet to be studied, um, where results conflict, where, um, where that could reveal some important nuance or context, right? Like where we try to stay away from, um, very uh, black and white type rules in terms of wellness, and instead really look at um, this whole full scientific picture. And our approach is always education, right? So we um, expand our own knowledge bases, and then we share that with our listeners so that we can help inform choices. And then always trying to understand the, the real world practical aspect of that information and and share that information with compassion. Um, so the idea is never to, um, you know, make someone feel guilty for making a choice that in light of this new information might not have been the best choice. And in many ways, we're sort of applying that same approach to understanding this moment. Um, so looking at what, what data there is, um, looking at what, what science can help us understand, um, some of the claims and how many of them are wrong. Um, but also understand where there's seeds of truth. Um, and I think that arming ourselves with data-driven science information, um, has also been for us. I mean, that's part of how I tackle every aspect of my life. And it is something that I fall back on, um, in times of stress and anxiety. And that is definitely something that we're doing as a family now in just in, in terms of trying as best as we can to, again, to, to process everything that's going on.
0: Yeah I think as parents it's so difficult but also so important that we have those conversations because if our children don't have a way to both hear it from us and the lessons and the values that we want to share they will hear it from someone else and um I think also there is um there is value in being being someone who can receive those feelings from your children. I think one of the things that I really kind of like pride myself on is my children feeling empowered to come with me when they're frustrated or when they're sad or those things. And when they don't, it's like one of the hardest things for me as a parent, like, oh, why didn't you feel like you could trust me with that, right? And I think this is an opportunity to make sure that if your child sees or hears something on social media, for example, I know those of you with toddlers, this doesn't really apply. And obviously those conversations would be different, but knowing that Sarah and I have tween and teen kids, um, you know, they have text exchange with their friends who often tell them news even before I talk to them. And they'll come to me and they'll Mm say, I heard blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yes, but that's, you know, it's like the hyperbolic version of school got canceled. It's, I mean, it's not just like major news events. It's like everybody has to be the first to tell the most exaggerated thing in a text message. Right. So, um, I, I think that those conversations are super important. I don't, those don't fill my cup the same way though. Actually, I think those are kind of like draining for my emotional cup to really try to stay neutral and to stay empathetic and, and to comfort others instead of like comforting myself. Right. So, um, yeah, I think some of the mechanisms that we've talked about before that I've been trying to use, um, is I've been, like unabashedly taking CBD to ease anxiety over the past few days where normally it's not something that I take unless I um, have back pain or something like that, or, or I'm feeling anxious on a like one of basis, right. The past few days I've just been like, okay, I'm going to take a dose of CBD in the morning. I'm going to take a dose of CBD in the late (laughs) afternoon. And then I take a dose of CBD before I go to
1: bed. It was just like a pre preemptive measure. Um, I, uh, just to just to echo that, I have also increased my CBD, and I have been taking it. Uh, I believe the technical term is ad libitum, <laughs> uh, liberally, liberally, definitely. I think if you find
0: yourself grinding your teeth, if you find yourself, you know, more prone to being frustrated, if you're having difficulty sleeping. Um, finding a way to help you do that, right? Whether it's CBD and or a relaxing bath and or um, soothing physical exercise, like taking a walk outside or taking a yoga class or going for a swim. Um, I think those are the kinds of things that are really um, helpful for me. And um, the other thing is I've been trying to go to bed. I have a difficult time because... I have a lot of friends and coworkers teammates that are on the west coast, and so after dinner, when they settle into the news, oftentimes I get messages like, "Oh my gosh and it's that's late for me right it's yeah. It's too late to really kind of be on my phone and i I am notorious for not doing the job that I want to do. I'm not going to say should i it it's me, I don't want to be glued to my phone, hearing those stressful messages and getting myself whipped up that late at night because then I can't sleep. And if I can't sleep, like everything crumbles. So I will refer also back to our sleep podcast because I will say, I think the number one thing that we all need to do right now is figure out how to get better sleep. Because if you have better sleep, all the other stuff is easier to do. Um, And we've we've talked about that, right? Like how much easier it is to be habitual how much easier it is to make the choices that you want to make when your body is not depleted so i if there's one thing that i can like encourage you to do walking away from this is to figure out how to have better sleep and that might be meditation it might be yoga it might be exercise it might be cbd it might be turning off your phone at 6 p.m. like i don't know because i'm not you it might be all of those things but um the but the more sleep that you can get i, I promise you the better it will feel
1: I actually have um, Do Not Disturb programmed on my phone from 8 till 8. Um, so at 8 p.m., I'm no longer receiving text messages, phone calls, um, notifications, and it stays off until 8 a.m., which is, you know, typically I am in the woods with my dog by 8 a.m., um, and so then my phone is in my pocket, and I, I don't really look at it until I'm home from that that walk in the woods. And one of the things that I have contemplated and still not taken action on is putting, you know, my kids have screen time management on their phones. I was like, you know, this is a tool that I could put on my own phone. Um, I could have screen time management. I could make it so that my phone doesn't let me um, doom scroll after 8 p.m. That might be really good for me. Um, (laughs) Doom scroll is an accurate representation of what's happening with me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I haven't taken action on that yet. Um, because I think that mostly I've gotten, I've worked really hard in the last year to really cement a healthy bedtime routine. And that has been, um, as we talked about on the show last week about, you know, in times of stress and anxiety and fatigue, we tend, we fall back on habits, right? That's why, habits are such an important form of, of learning. And it's because it allows us to continue to function at times where our, um, prefrontal cortex is maybe a little overwhelmed. And, um, and so that's been one of the things that I've been feeling, uh, has been really helpful for me in the last, um, not quite, you know, five days. It feels like a really long time. does not feel like five days, um, has been, the work that I've put in over the last year or so to um, turn some really uh, health promoting behaviors into habitual actions. And that has included an early bedtime, a really solid bedtime routine that doesn't involve my phone. Um, And so as much as I've been much more like magnetically drawn to news alerts. Um, and, um, you know, even just listening, right. (laughs) Listening to NPR on the radio, like all of these things I've, I've definitely increased my media consumption. Um, I feel like it hasn't yet crossed the line where it's interfering with sleep. So I will refer listeners
0: back to our CBD show, our sleep show. Um, We even did like a breathing meditation show, but then we actually had like a full on science of meditation show. If you want to go back and listen to that one as a reminder as to the health benefits of that. Um, I just also want to close with um, your feelings are valid. You are not alone. I know that it's, it's difficult um, to know that, people in your life don't think or feel the same and you wish they would or um to know that you have it easier or you have it harder than others and that they don't understand your struggle and don't seek to empathize um i or if you have absolutely no tie to what's happening and you're still just sad that it's happening what i mean what whatever it is, um, or I don't know, There are just, there's like endless possibilities that I could sit here and yeah. list off. But what I want to say is that we all are entitled to the way that we feel without guilt or shame. And if you feel for whatever reason that you have um, guilt or shame, there is no, Benefit to that feeling. There is absolutely no good that can come from it. The best thing that we can do is decide that we want to feel better and make a change if that's what will help you feel better or take action. You know, I'm very problem solving oriented control freak personality myself. That's not how everybody processes, but that's how I relate. So, you know, whatever that that is for you. Pull yourself out as much as you can of that guilt and shame into action of some kind, whether it's, um, you know, these things that we're talking about or whether it's, um, you know, action in your community or whatever it is. I, I strongly encourage everyone to step away from the shame cycle. I mean, it's hitting us twofold right now with the diet culture stuff that we've talked about that happens at the beginning of the new year and um, that shame cycle that was started that will come back this week probably, right? Like there's might've been a couple of days break in social media on that stuff, but it'll come back. And so now you're kind of being hit at all these angles. It's okay to turn it off. It's okay to mute and unfollow accounts. It's okay to decide that, you know, you, you want to do whatever it is that you want to do. That's your choice. And we, we appreciate and we value you being here and being a listener and being part of this community and this show. We hope that you understand that we feel the same way about you. Like I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to tell anybody. Whatever it is, is right or wrong except for when it comes to protecting the vulnerable populations that we seek to help on this show, backed by data, backed by science, and um, just basic human decency. And I believe, without a doubt, that every single one of you are basic, decent human beings who want the same thing, because I know this community, you guys are amazing. And just know that we we are with you in whatever it is you're experiencing, you are not alone and your feelings are valid. And it's okay to accept that and then find a way to say, okay, I've got to help myself feel better. And that might be the things that we've talked about, but it also might be medical intervention. Um, Another thing that we're kind of like remiss in mentioning as a mechanism to cope is, if you've been feeling this way for a long time, it's okay to talk to a medical professional about that. I know that I scheduled therapy sessions for multiple people in our house last week and this week as a result of the actions, right? Like I'm, I'm big on emotional health and being open about that. So don't, don't be afraid to do that either.
1: Um, I am really glad that you brought that up. Um, I want to expand one last thought and that is that medication is not failure. And we've talked about this on the show Um, multiple times. And it's often sort of in the context of the autoimmune protocol, right? Autoimmune disease. And, um, you know, there are situations where, you know, no matter how hard you AIP, um, medication or um, some other form of medical intervention is still the best informed choice, right? Like, so the idea is to um, use the best of both worlds, right? Use the best of what um, science tells us in terms of anti-inflammatory, nutrient dense, health supporting uh, food choices, as well as informed lifestyle priorities, and then informed and judicious use of supplements, of medications, of other medical interventions. And so, you know, I think that one of the things that's really important here is that we we give ourselves permission to experience what we're experiencing. Um, and you know, Stacey, you referred to that as the, the shame cycle. I want to make sure that it's really clear that, um, pulling ourselves out of the shame cycle is different than saying, I'm not going to let myself feel sad or angry or whatever other negative emotions I'm experiencing. Those emotions, um, are always valid and, um, I've definitely found for myself that my path is through, not around. Um, so I um, you know, I've known this in other circumstances in my life that um I don't really progress um, beyond something until I've given myself permission to have all of those feelings. and and um, and so I, I want to make it clear that um, you know, having negative emotions, is okay. Um, and needing help is okay. Um, this is a really, I, I, this is an overused phrase, but this is an unprecedented time. Uh, we are layering this on top of coming up to a year of quarantine. Um, we're layering this on top of all of the other challenges, all of the extra roles that we're taking on, um, to get through this time. And, um, And this, the the main message, the main thesis of this episode, beyond the fact that Stacey and I needed to be able to talk about it ourselves, is um, compassion, compassion for each other and compassion for ourselves.
0: Couldn't have said it better. Totally agree. Thank you for clarifying. And listeners, I hope that um, this gives you something, some glimmer of hope, some action you can take, some feeling of at least knowing you're not alone know that we are hugging you from a distance virtually you know I don't hug and also quarantine Um, but (laughs) it is our goal we have received many questions it is our goal to um, come back strong with science next week like strong with science and it's one of the reasons we couldn't really tackle it today both from an emotional aspect and from you know sarah being pulled in other directions for the finishing research that she needs to do so um know that uh this week is a little different than usual for us but we um we will always of course be back again
1: next week thanks for listening and take care do you love the whole view podcast we'd love for you to leave us a review wherever you listen and share a podcast with your friends and family and did you know that
0: you can now get exclusive behind the scenes content on patreon for less than the price of an almond milk matcha a month your patreon membership supports us and gets you access to a monthly bonus episode
1: but not for kids ears because our bonus content is explicit you can find us as the whole view on patreon for our real unfiltered thoughts on this week's episode